0: Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features senior pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. In this episode, we are reminded of the importance of love and truth. With the absence of active love and absolute truth, how can we expect the state of our world to improve or the state of our individual lives? Pastor Eric preaches from 2nd and 3rd John about being obedient to God's desires and commands. While listening, consider the connection between truth and love. Are you walking in
1: truth? And now, here's Pastor Eric. Online, if you're on Facebook, you, you probably see this little thing, I don't know what they call it, the, the little, you know, it's like a box with a saying in it, I don't, there's some name for that, like a, a meme, or I don't know what it is, it's, yeah, but uh, there's kind of like a lot of them about this, man, I just want 2020 to be over, right, it's been a horrible year 2020 to be over, you've seen a lot of that, right, like, man, I just want state guys, And I was thinking about that this week. And then even in some other places with some other pastors and and state guys, I began to think about that and how we kind of make it a joke of, man, what a year, 2020, I'm ready for this to be over. And the real question that the Lord kind of said is, what makes you think 2021 is going to be any better? It won't. We would wish that at the stroke of midnight, we all stay up. Somebody says, I'm staying up this year to ring in 2021. Guess what? At the stroke of midnight, it ain't going to change. Probably be worse after election and everything else. Virus isn't going to magically go away at the stroke of midnight. I will turn into a pumpkin. I have already during COVID-19. No, but right? What makes us think that it's going to be any better in 2021 if two things are missing? And this is what the Lord laid on my heart this morning for you and for us. Is this: If two things are missing in 2021, it will not be better. On New Year's Eve, nothing will change unless we add two things. And these are two things that I think are greatly lacking in our homes, in our church, in our community, in our nation, in our world. They're greatly lacking in our culture today. You ready for them? Love and truth. Love and truth. If we don't see love in 2021, nothing's going to change. If we don't capture truth in 2021, nothing will change. These things are lacking in our culture. We need two things. We may say it this way. Active love and absolute truth. That's what we need. We need active love. Too easy to say I love you. We need a love that acts. An active love. And we need absolute truth. Real truth. Because what we're seeing way too much is my truth, your truth, this is how I feel, this is my subjective truth, this, this. No. The greatest need today is active love and absolute truth because they have been neglected, so neglected, they have got to be elevated once more. Amen? Do you not see it? They've got to be elevated. So two things we have to do today. We must live with love and we must obey the truth. Maybe the title of the sermon is just this, Walking in Truth and Love. That's what we see in Second and Third John. Walking in truth and love. But maybe the modern way of saying that is, we need to live with love and we need to obey the truth. Walk in both love and truth. Because love is the right leg and truth is the left leg. And unless we have love and truth, it's it's just not as, you know, not the way God really intended. The two go together. You have to walk with both love and truth. So think about this as you assess our world and our culture. Where do we see a lack of love? Where do we see a lack of truth? How loving have you been in the pandemic? How much truth do you take in on a daily basis? Truth. Where do we see a lack of love and a lack of truth? We see it between spouses. We see it between parents and children. We see it between races. We see it between employers and employees and employees. We see it between professing Christians, professing Christians, lack of love, lack of truth. We see it in politics. Lack of truth. Lack of love. See it in courtrooms. See it in any organizations or companies. See it in our schools. Lack of love. Lack of truth. And sometimes it's just so little we don't even catch it. What, what, is there, what are they really teaching? Intersectionality. And critical race theory. And other things. We, wow, we don't even know what we're taking in. We don't even know the pills that we're swallowing. But there's a lack of truth today. We see it even in churches, sadly. Lack of love, lack of truth. No active love. No absolute truth. What are some of the truths that are being discarded today? Well, number one, I've already said absolute truth. That's been discarded. There's no such thing as absolute truth anymore. Everything's relative and subjective and how you feel and your truth and my truth and what works for you is okay. That's that's baloney. Uh, We like baloney in the dears. That's that's, uh, put something else that you don't like. (laughs) Somebody likes liverwurst. What truths are being discarded today, gender? You can pick. Gender's just that's subjective. What truths? Marriage. Being discarded. Man, man, woman-woman. Or divorce or third marriage, fourth marriage, I don't know. Life! The truth about life is being discarded. Abortion. Senior adults, black lives, police lives, every life. We should really say, uh, someone said this week, two, two just simple words, add one and take away one. We should really say, Black Lives Matter, too. And we really should say, Make America Great. Probably take away the again because some people don't have a good, good idea. That again bothers some. And just the plain Black Lives Matter bothers some. It'd change a whole lot if we just added a two and took away and again, wouldn't it? Black Lives Matter, too, make America great. But those things represent something totally different now, right? Life truth, gender truth, marriage truth, racial truth, justice truth. Justice truth discarded today. The truth, the true justice. Heaven and hell. That truth, that doctrine discarded. Creation. Discard evolution, right? You know, gosh, we're evolving into a mess, aren't we? We're not getting better. Justice, the Bible? <laughs> eh, discard that. Don't believe that. The gospel? <laughs> we're not a Christian nation anymore. That's why we're in this mess? Eh. Truth and love. The two greatest needs for now in the new year active love and absolute truth. So look at 2nd and 3rd John. These are short little letters, right? 3rd John in the Greek is actually the shortest letter in the New Testament. Both of these would fit on a single page of papyrus. Short letters. I can't even give you a page number because mine don't even, it doesn't even have a page. <laughs> uh, it's 1025 in the Black Pew Bible. That's our gift to you. John writes, John's old now. Remember John, the Gospel of John? John, the beloved disciple, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Remember of the inner circle? He saw all kinds of amazing things. But now John is old. <laughs> like some of you, like all of us are gaining old, right? We're just getting old. He's old. He has wisdom and experience from old saintly John. What did Jesus do? Jesus had changed John. Jesus had discipled John. Jesus had loved John. Jesus had trusted John. Here's your mother. Here's, right, even at the cross. Jesus had empowered John through the Holy Spirit. And guess what? John knew Jesus. If anybody can talk about Jesus, it's John, because John knew Jesus. Do you know Jesus? John had a relationship with Jesus. He knew Him. Jesus had changed Him, trusted Him, loved Him, challenged Him, empowered Him, filled Him, discipled Him again and again and again, got on to Him, praised Him. He knew what a relationship with God was like, and John was a man of action. John, like some of you, saw things just real black and white. Read first John. Just real contrast. Just I just see light and dark. I just see love and hate. Right? I just see this and that. Ain't no room for gray in active John. He's ready to go, you know. But John in 2 John and 3 John and in 1 John, he talks about a relationship with God. Let's read 2 John. Short, short letter. The elder, he's old, presbyteros, means old man. Old saintly man who is in a... Official position in the church. The elder to the elect lady and her children. Chosen lady and her children. Symbolic for the church? Probably, maybe. Some see it that way. Others don't. Kenneth Weiss, a great Greek scholar, doesn't. He takes it as a true lady with true children. I like to really think, I do think, my personal opinion is it's, he's writing to a, the church, to an elect lady, I, I take that figurative, and her children. Either way, it doesn't change much. John says, whom I love in truth. Right and left leg. I love in truth. They're intertwined, aren't they? Because, uh, or excuse me, says, uh, and not only I, but also all who know the truth because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Praise God. Grace, mercy, and peace. That word peace means a binding together. Will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. Truth and love, you get it? John says, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Jesus said it. John said it in his gospel when he quoted Jesus, and he said it in 1 John, and he said it in 2 John. Now, love one another. Verse 6, and this is love that we walk according to His commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. Why? For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who don't confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, such as one is the deceiver and the antichrist, watch yourself, so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and doesn't abide, remain, continue in the teaching of Christ, doesn't have God. Whoever abides, continues, remains, persists in the teaching, has both the Father and the Son. He proves this. He shows this. Verse 10. If anyone comes to you, I don't care who they are, they may look clean, they may have great morals. If anyone comes to you, knocks on your door, and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house. Come on in, Jehovah Witness, Mormon. No, that verse says don't. Or give him any greeting. I found myself sometimes with those that knock on my door that I can't really even say anything but bye. I can't wish them well. <laughs> can't say, I hope you have a, you know, I don't, I no, nah, can't really say anything. I just got to kind of tell you bye. I don't, I can't say, I hope God blesses you and have a great success in your time. I don't know. I can't even give you a greeting according to 2 John. He says, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Just use discernment. Verse 12, though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. I'd rather not use email and Zoom. I'd rather not use Facebook. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face, in the Greek literally mouth to mouth, so that, ooh, watch this, our joy may be complete. Our joy is a little diminished over the phone and text and email and Zoom and Facebook. But man, if we can talk mouth to mouth, our joy will be complete. I got a lot that I could say to you, but I just, I'm just going to leave it here because I, I hope to come to you, he says. The children of your elect sister greet you. So 2 John. Do you notice how as we begin that letter, the word truth occurs over and over and over? Who love in the truth? Not only I, but all those who love the truth because of the truth that abides with us forever. And the truth and love and truth and truth. In the first four verses, he says the word truth five times. Right? I repeat something to my kids if I want them to get the point. And he does the same. He's talking about truth. But he shows us this, that love and truth are intertwined like a shoelace. They make a good knot, love and truth. You see verse 1, you see verse 3. I love in the truth, in truth and love. They make a, a good knot for the Christian life. As John writes, he feels joyful. He feels joyful about the children. Maybe the literal children or maybe just the church members. Why? Because he says, because of the obedience to the Father's truth, to the Father's commands. Boy, I have no greater joy than to see that. They're walking in truth. Rejoice me, he says, to find some of your children walking in truth, just as we've been commanded by the Father. I wonder about this. What brings you the most joy in life? What brings you the most joy in life? What brought John joy was to see people walking in obedience, in truth, absolute truth, active love. We get a lot of joy out of sports. We get a lot of joy out of food. We get a lot of joy out of whatever, you know. TV, air conditioning. We get a lot of joy out of different things in life. Nothing wrong with that, but man, what do we rejoice greatly about? I hope that I am rejoiced the greatest about the Father and obedience. He says, uh, I want them to walk in truth. Walking in truth and love. That's the sermon today. What does it mean to walk in truth? It means this, that we are obedient to God's desires. Walking in truth means we're obedient to God's desires and God's desires are His commandments. Obedience to God's desires. Love for God, get this, means doing what God commands. What does He ask them to do next? He says this, love one another. Walk in love. Love for one another. Husbands, are you loving your wives? Are you loving your children? Wives, are you loving your husband? Are you loving your... Your children, are we loving the community? Are we loving our brothers and sisters in Christ? Love one another. Love means doing what God commands, it's active love. That's the instruction of Jesus. Look right here. I was reminded this week, not really reminded, I was led this week to a, a true story about Father Damien. Do you know Father Damien? Some of you older people may know Father Damien. I thought, wow, this has such a a thing for today, this story about Father Damien. Because Father Damien was someone who loved truth. We wouldn't agree on all the doctrines together, but he loved truth, but he loved other people. He loved others. So catch this. Father Damien was a man who loved others. He was a Belgian priest. A Belgian priest who went to Hawaii. That's how you would know him today. And he went to Hawaii to work with those lepers that had been quarantined. And lepers with with, uh, Hansen's disease, as it was called, uh, they were quarantined in Hawaii like up until pretty recently. I don't know if it was the 20s or 40s or what, but Father Damien in the late 1800s was this Belgian priest who said, I will go to Hawaii to work with the lepers, knowing that I may get leprosy. This is what he said. I quote, I feel no disgust when I hear the confessions of those near their end whose wounds are full of maggots. This may give you some idea of my daily work. Picture yourself a collection of huts with 800 lepers. No doctor. In fact, as there is no cure, there seems no place for a doctor's skill. I make myself a leper with the lepers to gain all to Jesus Christ. I would not be cured because he he got leprosy. I would not be cured if the price of the cure was that I must leave the island and give up my work for I am perfectly resigned to my lot. Do not feel sorry for me. And he won people to Jesus Christ. He died of leprosy. But he said this, I'm not going to quarantine from them when everybody else is. See, Christians haven't been always the ones that where we, you know, some run to the front lines. And Father Damien said, I love enough to, to run to the front lines and I'll make myself a leper in order to win the lepers for Jesus Christ and I'll die a leper and if the cure means me quarantining myself, I'm not going to do it. He did graves, he'd build, he build water systems, he did all kinds of missions work to try to reach them. A lot of small kids there. And he said, I'm going to do this to, to, to love them. Eventually, you know, Hawaii. If you're Hawaiian, you probably know Father Damien. They have a lot of monuments to him. His uh, <laughs> crazy, his wrist and his uh, part of his heel, I guess, are there today. They sent it back. He was buried there, but then they took his uh, uh, remains back to um, the Belgium country. Well, uh, uh, anyways, uh, he uh, was there, but then they they sent parts of him back. But uh, he actually has a monument in the uh, the U.S. Capitol. Uh, some of you like, like politics. You know, there's some, some crazy ones. One that I don't keep up with all of it, but it goes by AOC. You know AOC. Uh, she said some real off-the-wall stuff about Father Damien and then tried to reel it back in when everybody realized what a, uh, what a man he really was. But uh, this is a man that, that walked in love. That's my point. That's pretty relevant to our times. When so many of us are trying to run from, that. there are those that run too out of love if God calls you. He says we must have truth with love. What happens when we try to walk with love without truth? Because that's what they're going to tell you on the streets. You need to be like Jesus and walk with love. Yes. Even the silly song. What would Jesus do? He would love first. Yes He would, but He would love with truth. What happens when you try to walk with love without truth? It leads to compromise leads to sin it leads to error and second john ends with this warning don't welcome the error into your life don't welcome the error into your home in fact don't even give error a hey hope you have a great day don't wish you well don't don't let error even come he ends uh Love to see you speak mouth to mouth. That would, that will bring a greater joy for all. Second John, what, what a great, but it goes with Third John. So look at Third John. Turn the page. Third John, let's read it. The elder, old saintly Grandpa John who knew Jesus, telling us all about it. What a relationship with him looks like. The elder to the beloved Gaius, he's writing to a guy named Gaius. He says, This, whom I love in the truth, there it is again, love and truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. When coronavirus hit, that was the immediate verse that I went to. I prayed it for you. I I put it on a lot of different things. I do. I I pray, verse 3, or excuse me, verse 2, that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. But you notice the phrasing there. What gets precedent? To me, it's the soul. Soul care is more important than my physical health. And there's nothing wrong with being cautious about your physical health. But if my soul health starts to go in like south to the pits because you know I'm too concerned about my physical health, soul care gets depressed because I pray that. Right? Verse 2. That you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Verse 3, for I rejoice, there it is on the screen, for I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. that be any parents, grandparents, or any pastor's joy. Beloved, Gaius, it is a faithful thing that you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You'll do well to send them on the journey in a manner worthy of God for they've gone out for the sake of the name Jesus, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. He's saying, Gaius, in a day and age when we don't have budget inns and Hampton Inns and hotels, when we don't have McDonald's and Hardee's and they can't just run to that Gaius, you're doing a great thing when you say, here's my home, here's my bed, here's a meal. And you don't even know him. He says, they're strangers. That hospitality, Gaius, that is a good thing. Needed in this culture more than ever. So the way this thing works is he commends Gaius. He condemns a guy named Diotrephes. And then he's going to commend again another guy named Demetrius. So you just saw verses 1 through 8 where he commends Gaius. He kind of uses the sandwich method, positive, and then the piece of negative, Liverwurst or whatever. And then the positive at the end. That's a good way to do it at work. Right? You compliment and then you criticize and then you compliment. You commend and then you condemn and then you commend. And he, he does it. So let's look at how he condemns this next guy. I've written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, sometimes I do, sometimes you do, he does not acknowledge our authority. John says, so if I come, I'll bring up what he is doing. John's just as hard as Paul. Talking wicked nonsense against us and not content with that. He refuses to welcome the brothers. Gaius is doing it. Diotrephes doesn't. He actually goes so far as he says he stops those who want to and he puts them out of the church. We'll just keep going. Now he's going to commend another guy named Demetrius. Beloved, don't imitate, don't mimic evil. Mimic or imitate good. Teenagers, this is a good verse. Don't imitate evil, imitate what is good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. See, John's black and white. Now the commendation for another guy, Demetrius. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone Ah, and from the truth itself. John says we also add our testimony and you know that our testimony is true. I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon. We'll talk face to face. Peace be with you. The friends greet you, greet the friends, every one of them. Greet them by name, greet every one of them, don't miss anybody. So here in 3 John, we see the importance of friendships and fellowship. You see it in 2 John 2. What's the church about? Friendships and fellowship. We see that the truth should give us more joy than anything else. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And here we see that we're to walk in love, but what did love look like here? Here? Hospitality, active love. Here's a bed, here's a room. I don't even know you. There's some risk involved opening my house. You may have leprosy. You may have plague. You may have a disease. I don't know. And now you're sitting at my table with my kid. Like, but Gaius is doing it. Active hospitality. And there's also active encouragement. John's encouraging some people. He's saying, Gaius, good job. Demetrius, good job. Right? We need that in the church. Christians, good job. We've, we've, in coronavirus, we kind of let all that go, right? Active love's not as active anymore. There were Christians, there still are Christians, that were risking something for God and God's work. Gaius is one of them. Are you risking for God, for God's work? Oh, Diatrophes, he's the negative guy here. Not a good guy. He refused to show support. He wouldn't support John. He wouldn't support the others. He wouldn't support those missionaries sent out and traveling evangelists and preachers. He wouldn't show support. He wouldn't show hospitality. Actually, he was a blasphemer and slanderer. He just blasphemed anything that he didn't like. He spoke against it, slandered it. The Bible says that Diotrephes is this guy that bubbles over with malicious words. You know people like that? He's arrogant and he doesn't want to acknowledge authority. You ever see him in your schools, your jobs, your homes? Many people like him today. This guy tries to excommunicate people that didn't agree with him. No teamwork from Diotrephes. He loves to be first. You, you're going in this. Ah, I don't like this. Don't like that. You don't. You're out of here, man. This is a guy that has a church boss complex. You seen people with that? They love to. Be, they want to be the church boss. It's like not, not an official title, but they're going to walk around. Maybe sometimes it could be the pastor. right? I'm not the boss. Christ is. Could be a deacon. It could be a Sunday school teacher. It could be anybody. That likes to be a church boss in there. I, I got the church boss complex. Oh. Watch out, diatrophies. This guy with the church boss complex, here's what they do. They don't receive truth. They didn't receive John. They didn't receive others. He actually lies about John. He lies about the truth. He rejects John's friends. He disciplined those that didn't agree with him. Tough. But Demetrius, the other guy's commended. He's spoken well. Spoken well of, number one, by others. Number two, by the truth itself. Number three, by John himself. You see, the community and the Scripture endorsed his life. Does the community endorse your life? Does the Scripture endorse your life? For Demetrius, it did. What do we do as friends? We help and support each other. And Gaius was doing it and so was Demetrius. We partner in the truth. We support each other with and in and by the truth. Because when it comes to 3 John, you're either a hindrance to the truth or a partner for the truth. So this is what we've seen as we close today. Two important commands. And let's not say for 2021. Let's go ahead and start on this fall. Two important commands for 2020 slash 2021. Here they are. Number one, walk and keep walking in love. Walk and keep walking in love. What is love? Love is an action. Not the words and not the feelings. Too easy to say, I love you, honey. Active love. More than words, it is obedience and sacrifice in the scripture. We don't have time, but if you did a study, that's what love is. It's obedience and it's self sacrifice. So walk and keep walking in love. Number two, walk and keep walking in truth. What is truth? God is truth, and his word is truth, and his truth does not change. Walking in absolute truth actually will help you actively love others. So the culture. They won't be able to fully love until they follow the truth. They can't fully love. They can say it, they can talk about it, but they can't fully love until they follow the truth. What is the truth? Listen to the gospel truth from John. In 1 John, he says these words, the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. He says the gospel truth In these words, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, and we all do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins. Not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. You see, that is the gospel truth. And so I ask You, church member, look at me. Don't lack love in your marriage. Don't lack love in your home. Don't lack love in in the community wherever you go. Active love in this time. And know the truth and follow the truth, all of it. And when we walk in that, and if we do, next year will be a better year.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.